Welcome to the Lair of Aquatic Transmissions, presented by the Icelandic University of the Art, Design and Architecture Department, in collaboration with 101 Radio. It's a platform for discussion, ponderings and wonderings about the future relating to design, art, science, etc. My name is Garðar Eyjólfsson and I'm an associate professor at the Icelandic University of the Arts. And I'm Valgerður Birna Jónsdóttir, a product design student first year. This session is called Designing Life, which is about perhaps the possibility of designing life and how designers might come into that dialogue and engage with that subject. Today we have three guests. Could you please introduce yourselves? Uh, yes. Hi, Gala. My name is uh, Thomas Pausch. I'm the program director of the MA Design Explorations and Translations at the University of the Arts in Reykjavik, and I'm a designer um, working in collaboration with scientists and uh, biology. And uh, my name is Jon Hatlson and I'm a, a molecular biologist. Uh, I have a PhD in, in genetics and I'm a, a professor at the Agricultural University of Iceland. Yeah, and my name is Marsipil and I'm in uh, product design second year in the University of Arts. And I'm Vala and you heard Garðar at the beginning. So to begin with, what does it mean to design life? Maybe you. Uh, so what we have seen happening in the last uh, decades, the last uh, few decades, is that we have been um, getting better and better at uh, genetically modifying organisms. And uh, this uh, really uh, spans the whole uh, uh, tree of life. So we've been designing or, or, or genetically modifying bacteria for quite some long, uh, quite some time, and, and as well as uh, both plants and, and more uh, complex animals. And um, with the advent of uh, new technology uh, such as CRISPR-Cas, which uh, many of you may have heard of, um, we have now really taken taken a, a, a giant step into uh, making this process much cheaper, as well as much uh, uh, quicker. So, and and so it's it, it's been a gradual process, but we are seeing some uh, leaps now in the last uh, just a couple of years. And um, this idea of, of uh, using life around us is, of course, not new because we've been, uh, for the last 10,000 years, agriculture has obviously been using life and, and, and um, domestication and, and uh, traditional breeding. We've been designing life in a sense, but now we've really taken the next step and, and started to think about uh, doing this on a, in a, on a, a little bit uh, different scale. Hey. And Thomas, you're a designer. Is it important to have a designer and a scientist to uh, design life? Uh, I think so, yes. Um, and uh, we've been working in collaboration with uh, Jon and, and um, also other people working in, in different fields of science uh, at the university. And we want to increase that dialogue in the future. Uh, I think maybe there's a slightly different uh, way of working with these questions and, and methods um, as a designer. And I think while I was thinking about this question, uh, designing life and um, 
I think for me, what's interesting is maybe not well. It's it's one part of it is this idea of like playing God and you know being able to create uh, life or modify it, which is you know a very important topic and has a lot of ethical questions. How much can we do it? What are the consequences of you know changing an organism on other <laughs> organisms and and ourselves eventually? Um, and then there's of course maybe a bit of a another way of looking at this idea is like how you know looking at living systems as a model uh, as designers what does that teach us and the interesting thing um, is that this changing all the time so Jon was talking about um, genetics uh, this is you know a very fairly recent technology in terms of uh, how we master it and um, CRISPR-Cas for example being the latest but uh, you know in the 18th century people really thought that animals were machines and that we could control them like machines or robots, you know. <laughs> and uh, and so the way we understand life changes all the time. So the way we look at it um, also. So I think for designers, that's interesting to look into, okay, what are the current ways we are understanding life? Like uh, another very current concept is this symbiosis that we talked about also in the course, which is like, okay, individual species basically wouldn't survive, it's all a collaboration, um, and how do we understand this way they work together? Yeah, so it's that's it. I think perspectives are uh, slightly different, um, and collaborations also can be different. I think um, uh, generally we would think that design, or like a lot of uh, misunderstandings, is that maybe um, designers would be just coming at the end and, you know, making uh, scientific research uh, uh, more, uh, more, uh, um, <clears throat> how would you say, um, uh, understandable or communicate it uh, better. Uh, uh, but also, there's another way of working together, which would be having a dialogue earlier in the research. So um, the designer would have uh, maybe a role in orienting the research itself. Okay, and you mentioned a course, Masterbell. You, uh, they were your teacher. Yeah. In this course on second year. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about this new perspective of the idea of controlling life, designing life? Well, like Thomas said, it's very ethical. It raises a lot of questions about how much can you manipulate and how much control you can have, and especially as a designer as well. So in this course, I was really just questioning myself and what I wanted to kind of portray as an artist and as, an, as a designer, because you can't really step on life that isn't human life without thinking of why am I doing this and what gives me the right. So I, th- I thought that that was really interesting topic in this course. And I think that I worked with my project with that perspective is I wasn't coming up with a solution. I was really just raising this question of why am I doing this? Why should I genetically modify the plant system to work for me, to work for human life, but not to kind of uh, uh, switch the the situation to where the humans kind of work with life that is around us? So I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Could you tell us a bit about your project? So I genetically modified our plant system with extremophiles that are bacteria that can survive very extreme scenarios like dehydration and UV protection and they're kind of immortal in a way, but they're not. So I genetically modified our plant system to act as they act. 
So it was kind of coming up with a solution, air quote, for sustainable breeding process, a very low maintenance, local production could be, you could grow potatoes under your bed or in your cabinets because, because it's just that low maintenance. But like I said, it wasn't a solution to a sustainable breeding process. It was really just me trying to kind of ask this question of, should this be allowed to happen? Should, should I manipulate the breeding process in this way? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, how are creatives, like designers and artists, dealing with this topic today? This is like highly scientific, but you can also work with this in a like spes uh, spectacular... Right. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think it's a good, uh, good uh, word, spectacular. Um, for example, there is a... Well, you know, there has been quite a history now of bio-art and, and bio-design, and you can look into it, it's very interesting. Um, different uh, um, figures of, of, of this, um, like uh, Eduardo Kac, who made the first uh, uh, glowing rabbit, maybe you remember that, and, and um, <coughs> doing that, he also started to ask the questions that Marcipil was talking about. And um, <coughs> so now there's a range of people working with this, uh, these tools and these techniques. And um, I think this idea that, yeah, it's not about the spectacular or the weird or, you know, uh, to this sort of Frankenstein um, aesthetics, you know, um, is, uh, is very important. Um, and, uh, for example, uh, also uh, there's a project that <coughs> by one of the pioneers of um, Oron Katz, who's one of the pioneers of biodesign, who made the first sort of uh, tissues out of uh, bacteria. And he made this dress, um, and this dress was in an exhibition with a certain life support system because it was alive. And then at the end of the exhibition, they had to, of course, turn the system down. And the question, you know, can we actually kill that, you know, dress, <laughs> that piece of fabric, or what do we do, you know? But so he's been working with this for a long time. And recently, he had a project called Biomess uh, in an exhibition in uh, New York, which was very critical of this aesthetic of the lab and taking that and putting it in a museum. So, yeah, there are excesses and, uh, but I mean, spectacular is not necessarily negative. I mean, you can also, there was recently um, designers who made a theatre play based on studies of microbes, uh, uh, Bohm Lihi, some a duo of English uh, designers. And uh, it was an amazing show, you know, very, uh, very entertaining also. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of nuances to think about. And, Jon, how do you feel about working with designers that are usually thinking more creative than a scientist? Well, I've been teaching uh, now uh, for quite some years. Uh, uh, I mean, it, at first it was a, it was a, a, a challenge. It was a different, different uh, thought process that was taking place. And, but but I, from my point of view, it, it is important uh, to kind of, if, if, if you will spread the word, uh, the more people that understand the technique, uh, even if they're not using it, uh, that it gets them to, uh, thinking about, you know, the possibilities. And also, as, as um, uh, we have touched on here, also the ethical issues uh, that are raised. And... Um, yeah, so it, 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 I, I like uh, teaching this group. Uh, there, is, there is a lot of uh, new ideas. There is a, there is a lot of, um, as I said, uh, there, there is different thought uh, 
processes that, than at, at the medical faculty where I, where I teach and, and at the agriculture university where I teach. So all these groups of students think in, in different terms. Even if we're talking about the same technology, the basic uh, concepts, there's, there's totally different, uh, different ways of thinking about it. So, so for me, it's, uh, it's been really great. So I've learned a lot. And, and I hope the students have also learned a little bit. It, it is difficult for them uh, to start uh, talking about uh, DNA and RNA and proteins and, and all these uh, specialized concepts. So it's, it's, it's quite a challenging course. But I, 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 th I think at least um, kind of the, the vibe that I'm getting at the end of the course is that they have learned something and it, it's, it's raised questions for them. And, and uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's a it's a good collaboration. Um, <clears throat> and uh, as I said, even if if they don't go on and use the technique, it's it's still, you know, that, that there are there are concepts in in biology that are that are I think important for designers as well, just as evolution is. I, I mean that that is a a, a kind of design uh, within constraints. So I think I think it, we are all getting something from this. Mm -hmm. I have maybe um, it's a bit of a thought, but maybe a question as well, which is maybe more towards these uh, the kind of the idea about like complexity, which I think I'm hearing more and more now within the field of design, like and how I guess we have been exploring quite a lot with within the department, uh, utilizing like narratives and a bit of speculation and how we how we manifest like possibilities through the imagination. Uh, so it's not always so based on like solving things, for example. So I think it would be really nice to get both perspective of the teacher or the course maker and also the student about kind of the, you know, what is the meaning and the value of, of utilizing methods like this. So maybe start with Marcibil. Yeah, I think that's very interesting because that's, I think, what was the most, the most complex in this course was, was that I wasn't finding a solution, so it kind of felt unnecessary sometimes because I feel that now in design, it's kind of hard to make design and feel like it doesn't really belong in the world because there's a lot of things happening that are solutions and now you have come up with this idea that isn't a solution, but it's just a question to something that you find is important. So within this course, I really had to kind of get out get out of that mindset and think more what is it that I have been dealing with myself these questions that I have been kind of asking myself and not take it too seriously and to take this narrative as a chance to play around with this new era and new kind of uh, mentality that Thomas and Dion were introducing to us and new technology that I wasn't really familiar with so I found, exactly, it was kind of not to take it too seriously and to push this narrative that I was really interested in and raise as much questions without feeling the pressure to answer them. And I mean, like, Thomas and Jon were, were, were very good in that discussion and that dialogue was very natural to us. So that was extremely important. Uh, yes, great. It's great to hear. Um, <laughs> And it's uh, absolutely the the case that uh, it's super challenging to work with these uh, these questions, and we spend a lot of time 
uh, discussing and, and mapping out different uh, different technologies or, or, or what would happen, you know, consequences of different actions uh, in the future, which is, I guess, the role of speculative design to think about what uh, futures we want to have. Um, and um, I think also the thing is we we are intervening already in in living systems and we have been you know for a long time like agriculture for example uh, Jan was showing us some examples of uh, <coughs> very precise moments when a new invention in agriculture really basically saved you know uh, uh, humanity because we could feed uh, the whole planet because of a new technology and um, yeah I think what for me is interesting the complexity is that it's not so much okay can we or can we intervene or not in life do we you know is it okay or is it not okay this is not even a question i mean we are doing it um it's all around us and uh, another aspect of it is that if we don't uh, engage with it as designers and citizens uh, they are you know big corporations that will <laughs> and then we will just you know be passive and have to to deal with uh, whatever future they imagine for us so yeah i think we just have to engage with uh, these difficult questions mm -hmm. I think also maybe more of a maybe a political question. I mean, I think, I mean, we are mainly doing this maybe within the university, but I'm, I think it could also be kind of interesting to hear your kind of opinions about, do you think there's, there should be more venues for this, like, you know, outside the academia or like, because I think, I mean, I, I personally have also quite interested in this kind of methods of kind of, you know, speculating and trying out possibilities, but I'm, I'm also kind of a bit skeptical about, you know, the, the impact or the, you know, where is the voice being heard? You know, do we need maybe more established platforms? Like, could it be also like more political kind of infused, etc.? So it's just like a general thought, I guess. Yeah, so uh, it's it's a very good point. And it's it's one of the reasons that I, I, did, I, I, I wanted to take part in this um, course. Um, is that, uh, as I said earlier, that it is important, even though people aren't planning on using the technique, it's, it's, it's important to understand it. And, and one of the things that we talked uh, a little bit about uh, uh, during our time together was uh, were, were, um, unintended consequences. And, and, and that is usually something that we see with new technology. It doesn't have to be biology, it can be whatever. And uh, so, we invent something to solve a certain problem, but it, it very often creates another problem. And, uh, and that is something that we talked about in, in this course in, in relation to uh, both agriculture and um, uh, genetic engineering in general. So it, 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 is, it, is a, it is something that we see quite often. We, we saw it with the Green Revolution. Uh, we see it with our um, smartphones. Where, where parents are, are dealing with their uh, children. Everybody has a smartphone and they just do nothing but uh, use the smartphone. And, and that, that, that is an unintended consequence. As in sometimes it, it can be quite negative, in others it can be mildly just irritating. But it's important to discuss it. And, it, and, and regarding what you talked about uh, uh, different venues to discuss this, it is important um, that people understand the technology so they can discuss it. Uh, because it is important, and and uh, it is important that that uh, the general public doesn't just leave it to the scientists to decide what to do. 
it should be decided in a, on a on a on a kind of a a, a broader venue. Absolutely, and that's that's why, I, I, partly at least, um, I wanted to take part in this because here we're teaching this uh, to people that aren't scientists. They're not going to be using it, uh, but but they still might have to su- suffer um, both the positives and the negatives of the, te- the use of the technology. And uh, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, I can quickly uh, just add more directly to your question, at least on our side at the school. I'm quite excited because we are developing a bio lab or like um, different people are involved in creating this uh, collective uh, space for thinking about these issues and also literally have a space in the school to experiment because this needs a different kind of workshop. <laughs> so that's a great, uh, great step to have more of this um, experiments uh, happening in longer term and then um, I think you know because we have been doing this uh, these courses um, <coughs> for quite a while I think there are now really interesting projects and uh, that could be exhibited in Iceland or you know uh, yeah, put together in a, in a, in one one uh, format one place um, so we're working on that too um, and um, if some people are interested, we also put a lot of films that the student did, uh, Marci Bill and, yeah. and her colleagues. They're all on uh, Vimeo. Mm-hmm. Um, quite interesting mm. uh, little pieces of, uh, <laughs> of moving image. So I recommend uh, checking the Vimeo account of the, the IUA to, to experience what they've been through in that course. Great, thank you. So this is all we have today. But thank you for coming. This was a really interesting talk. And thank you for listening. Thank you.